Welcome to On Call with Dr. Anselm Anyoa. In this podcast, learn about the social, emotional, and physical health of children and their journey from birth through preschool and beyond. Find compassionate answers to issues parents and children face and that pediatricians encounter every day. Discussions in this podcast are not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. Parents and caregivers, talk with your children's pediatricians or doctors about topics and perspectives presented here. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, Dr. Anyoha will talk about cool things that babies do with their five senses, vision, touch, hearing, smell, and taste, and how adults can partner with them right after birth to achieve their greatest potential. What are some of the unique things that a baby can do with their senses? Talking about what babies or newborns can do with their senses is a very important subject to me. A lot of researchers and clinicians have tried to discuss this subject in different ways. There are five human senses, primary senses. There's a sense of vision, there's a sense of smell, There's a sense of hearing, taste, and of course, touch, which is the biggest, skin is the biggest organ in the body. Newborns can do a lot of things with these senses given to them immediately when they were born. Touch is a very important part of caring for newborn and one of the ways newborn communicate with their caregivers. This Touch sensation is channeled through the skin, and the skin covers most of our body, including the baby's body. So babies like to feel and touch whatever comes close to them. In fact, if if you've been to a labor and delivery where a baby is born, like I've done several times as a pediatrician, once a baby is born, they're grabbing at things around them. They can grab anybody who wants to hold them. So the touch and the skin is a very good way babies communicate their presence, not only to their caregivers, but to people around them. Immediately after they're born, if a baby is crying and you let them hold your fingers, you can see that they relax. So it gives them a sense of relaxation, comfort, that somebody is, is there and somebody is is right around them. So touch, I think, gives a good sense of relaxation and a way for parents to stay very close and connected with their babies. In fact, the sense of touch is also practiced when a baby is born and the delivery team will just put the baby on the mother's chest, what we call skin to skin. And that relaxes the baby relaxes the mother and also creates an initial bonding, bonding feelings between mother and and child. And it doesn't stop, it goes throughout life. We cuddle babies, we embrace them, we hug them, we hold them, we pick them up. So it's all touch. So I think it's a very important thing for parents to know that the first thing they do when their babies is irritable, first is to just hold them provide that skin-to-skin comfort. What kind of feedback do you notice in newborns that parents should be aware of related to the sense of touch? How are newborns responding? I usually demonstrate that when I see babies in my office and the babies are very fussy and irritable because 
the mother just put them on the exam table. The baby wants to cry. So what I do is I just hold the baby's hands gently. And they feel me and they feel that somebody's there and they will relax. And their mother will, wow, he's not, he's not crying anymore. So touching and skin to skin contact does a lot of wonders. And this knowledge will help parents understand and care for their babies better. The next sense that we could talk about is hearing. You've said that babies can hear at birth. What are some of the interesting things researchers have discovered about how newborns hear? In fact, newborns can hear right from the womb before they're born. It's a known thing. A lot of parents beginning to realize that. There was this experiment where researchers read a cat in the hat story in the last trimester before babies were delivered. And then after delivery, they read other stories, including the cat in the hat story. And babies, when they hear that story, they react. They show that they react to that story and not to any other stories which shows that they recognize the story they've heard it before when they were in the utero. In fact, parents knowing that the babies can hear once they are born is very interesting to them. It's like a aha moment. And immediately they realize they can communicate with this baby. They can talk to him. They can talk to her. And they become emotional. That's how I describe it. Fathers, sometimes they shed tears. My baby can hear me. And they immediately start talking to the baby. So understanding that aspect that you can communicate with a baby and the baby's listening helps parents connect more with their babies. And I think that's a very important thing for parents to know. Can a baby, when they're first born, and you probably have a lot of experience with this, can they tell the difference between a mother's voice and a father's voice and anyone else's voice <laughs> in those very early days of birth? I think so. I really think so. Because especially the mother, whoever has been talking to the baby the most, probably will get the baby's attention. So what we do is we sometimes make the mother come close to the baby's ear and say something. And if we're lucky, the baby turns to the mother's voice. The same thing with the father. If they've been close to the baby and especially during the last trimester, and immediately after birth, the baby have been hearing their voice. So this baby is in tune with their voice. They know how their voice sounds. They can quickly recognize their voice and turn to their direction. And that also makes them makes the parents very emotional. <laughs> it is very little things make parents emotional, especially first time parents. They can't connect with this baby. A light shines in their relationship with this baby. This knowledge is powerful, and the next parents want to try. And babies have their attentions. The attention span is very small, so you have to stay on it. And sometimes the baby is sleepy. They don't want to listen to you. Sometimes they're tired. They're fatigued. They want to sleep. They spend a lot of their time sleeping the first few days of life. The baby can sleep up to 12 to 18 hours. You're doing this during the span of time the baby is awake and eyes open and ready to interact with you. That knowledge is powerful. That brings us to the next sense. When infants are born, their eyes are open, and we imagine what the world looks like to them for the first time as they're looking around. 
You've said that they're programmed to search for the human face. What does that mean? I think it's an evolutionary thing. That's how the literature describes that. They're fascinated with human face. They're always searching for that human shape face. And that is very interesting because I recognize that I like to wear a mask since I, I practice pediatrics. A lot of kids have cold and cough and all that. And I recognize that when I wear a mask, the babies don't like to look at me. But behind me, a couple of med students and PA students that come to my office, some of them don't like to wear a mask. And the babies look over my shoulders, staring at those students. <laughs> if I take off my mask, they concentrate on me. So babies, they like to look at human face, the eyes, the contours of the human face. And I'll try to demonstrate that for parents too. When I pick up a baby in my arms, a newborn baby, probably three days old, seven days old, pick them up and I try to engage them in a mutual gaze. And if I'm lucky, the baby will lock eyes with me and I'll just uh, move around and see if, if they can track me. And they move their heads as I go in one direction, they follow me. So the parents are excited about that. So giving them that knowledge, again, is, is a very powerful tool with which to connect with their babies as they get older. One of the things parents, I'm sure, are aware of is taste because... When a baby is having formula or they're having breast milk, how does a newborn experience taste and how should the parent be observing that? Test is very, is very well developed in newborns, as a matter of fact, and they can frown, they can, they can smile, they can show faces depending on, if you feed them something that's sour, they will frown and spit it up. In fact, there's this uh, rotavirus vaccines that goes in the mouth. And I don't think it tastes good. So babies, a lot of babies would just spit it up or put out their tongue. And you can see that their face is all frowny. They frown in their face. They don't like that taste, which is interesting because even when they're in the womb, babies can test, they can test uh, materials that mothers eat. When mothers eat certain kind of food, that flavor can come into the amniotic fluid that surrounds the baby. And as the baby swallows in utero, they can taste the flavor of mother's food. In fact, babies who are breastfed, they could also taste the flavors of mother's food. And of course, if the mother is eating something sweet, the babies can feel it and then show our facial expression that supports their happy. This sense of taste is an important tool. Which brings us to the next sense, which is smell. The sense of smell for newborns is very astute. You said it's 10,000 times more sensitive than the sense of taste, which is very interesting. Yeah, babies are very, they can recognize the smell of their parents, their mothers who are very close to them because moms are usually a person who's closest to the baby. So babies can recognize their mom's smell and oriental through her, especially during breastfeeding. And as they get older, they can anticipate that mom is here. 
and begin to uh, move around, begin to listen, begin to tune into what mom is up to. So that sense of smell is very important also to orient to breast milk for moms who are breastfeeding as well. And it's also a sense of smell also babies turn away from toxic smell as a way to protect them against things in the environment that could be toxic, especially cigarettes as well. Averse to toxic smell to avoid danger. I think it's also evolutionary for babies to avoid uh, things that could be toxic to their body. So given all these cool things that babies can do with their senses, what are some of the ways parents can take advantage of this knowledge? Knowing these things is very important because the uh, parent, the mother, the father, the grandfather knows that this baby is uh, ready to engage. There's no waiting for the next day. There's no waiting for when a baby's a week old. That the baby has all their senses in tune to uh, feel their touch, to see them, to smell them, to hear them, to taste things around them. So these babies have the capacity for active engagement. And they only need a partner, right? They only need a partner to facilitate these capacities. It's just like a, a dancer needs a partner. Some people have described the relationship with mother and a baby or between a father and a baby. There's a lot of cool fathers out there who are doing amazing things. They come to my office all this, most times with their babies. This is all, not only for mothers, but fathers, grandfathers. So the babies are there. They have all these cool channels to engage, but they need a, a, a dancing partner to get it right. In the beginning, it's tough for parents to do all the things the baby wants, but as they can't come to know one another, they will get it right. The sky is the limit. That partnership is a partnership that continues to grow and mature. And with each day, the parents, the child is finding new ways of doing things, right? They're creative. Parents are very, very creative. Once you give them the okay, the affirmation that this is the right thing, every culture is different. Every culture is, is heavy on one of these senses. There are cultures that are heavy on vision, like mutual gaze, right? They want their babies to be in their face, gazing and interacting, vocalization back and forth. There are cultures where the emphasis is on cuddling and holding the baby all the time. They're picking the baby up, they're holding the baby. There are cultures that their main focus is on and talking to the baby, let the baby hear in lullabies. So this is all cultural, and no one culture is superior to the other. And as providers, we share this knowledge, and the parents will choose whichever one applies to their heritage and culture and way of doing things. There's nothing more important than mother and baby, father and baby, getting quality relationship, which enhances social emotional health, and all the things we talked about before, learning, speech, language, and cognitive development. Uh, there's no way parents waiting for when the baby is a year, it's too late to start these things. We've said this over and over again, and I just want to reemphasize it because that's the 
that is the basis of this uh, podcast. I did a research. I'm in a whole uh, a doctorate degree in infant mental health. And for three years, this is what I did to research on this field. As, even as a pediatrician, I found it's very important to spend three years doing some research in, about all these senses and ways babies and parents can connect because I found it very interesting and I found it very important. You should start it when a baby is born because babies are born ready to engage. Thanks for joining us for this episode. To answer questions you may have in a future podcast, write to Dr. Anyoha on his website at moderneraphediatrics.com. Listen to On Call with Dr. Anyoha wherever you find your podcast.